this week so I think we should think of today like a happy Monday's gig as if Bez was running the show mm. How, do we all feel mm-hmm. comfortable with that yeah I'm enjoying your vibes That's a great analogy <laughs> <laughs> well you would say that our man in Manchester I have two very special friends joining me this week does that sound a bit Charlie Sheen and the goddesses um, I like that <laughs> of course you do our fabulous man in the north Whose phone was that? It wasn't mine. Uh, it was my iPad, I think. Uh, your iPad. I love that you're so casual and unapologetic. <laughs> I'd say, oh, sorry, sorry. You just confidently I said... to not do it. You said, <laughs> it was my iPad, I think. Uh, anyway, Alan Cockrell Cochran is here. I might play a jingle for you, Cockrell. Morning. In the midst of Cockrell... <laughs> I should laugh at our own jingles, but that is absolutely brilliant. (laughs) And our man from the coastal resort of Bournemouth, the marvellous Gareth Richards. Good morning, Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise. That was the only jingle I could find. Oh. But I think uh, I think we can all agree, oh Alan. Please turn your iPad off. <laughs> Alan's working from home, by the way, today, isn't he? That's why we're not smashing his iPad because we can't get to it. Do you know what this feels like? Yeah. This is very. Alan's in the bath, I imagine. What do you think? Big bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> this feels very supply teacher. You know when the kids just think, oh, I'll bring my phone out. It's only her. She lets us do the lessons outside. She lets us do anything. Yeah, while the cat's away, my (laughs) mouse will let his iPad beep. (laughs) I love that expression. Um, Have I done all my business? Okay. So, good morning, gents. Good morning, Emily. Morning. How are you? I'm great. How do you feel about gents? Is it a bit boxing referee? Um, I liked it. Yeah, good. Well, you would, Al. Of course you would. I have to talk to you about something, both of you, Mm. that happened this morning. Uh, I'm a bit troubled by it, and I wanted to get your take on it. Mm. Did I introduce myself? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little bit troubled, and I want to get your take on it. Uh, Essentially, something happened this morning and I'm not sure can I check is Frank listening to this by the way no good I took my dog out Mm. for what I'll call his early morning comfort break are Mm -hmm. you with me yeah 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 I have a command phrase for that would you like to know what it is yes if it's broadcastable yeah (laughs) well we'll soon find out what if it works on us though Al (laughs) 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 that's the danger well I'm at home, so I'm all right, Jack. Oh, yeah. You're in the bathroom, so you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Actually, he's in the cellar, so it'll, it'll all oh. be uh, easy to easy to clean up. Uh, exactly. Do you want to hear my command phrase mm-hmm. for my dog's comfort break? Sure. Here we go. I hope he's not listening at home. It's going to be a nightmare when I get back. Here we go, everyone. Come on, toilet, please. I'll do it again. <laughs> Come on, toilet, please. Okay. Hmm. It's quite straightforward. It's not fancy, is it, Al? Well, I felt a stirring. It's effective. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, he was taking his time, coming on toilet, please. So I got slightly impatient with him. Mm. And I swear, I found myself saying, as he was doing it, and possibly I was thinking of the show, I don't know what was going on, Mm. but I honestly found myself saying, come on, Frank. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) Freudian slip. Mm. (laughs) You're used to when you're trying to make Frank go on the show. I mean, it's... I sort of think mistaking your dog for a dear friend and boss is strange enough, but doing it during such a deeply private moment... 
Yeah. What yeah. I was saying, is it worrying that yes. I've called my dog <laughs> Frank? Frank Skinner. I'm here with the boys, Gareth Richards and Alan Cochran. I want to talk to you both this morning. We were discussing my dog just now and me calling him Frank. Apologies, Frank, if you're listening. I would like to stay on a dog-related theme, if you're both OK with that. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Yep. <laughs> if you don't like dog content, by the way, I apologise. I mean, I say that. I don't at all apologise. No. If you don't like dog content, you're cancelled. Um, I need to share something with the group, as I've had a little bit of shade thrown Raymond's way recently, and oh, I yeah. want your respective hot takes on it. OK? Mm-hmm. Alan, you're a dog owner. Gareth? I am, yeah. That's an area you're sadly lacking in. Yeah, no dogs. You not, Do you not like dogs? I'm a bit allergic to dogs, but I have thought oh, about getting go. a dog recently. Oh, have you? Mm. What would you go for? I like... um. Bordoodles, which is There's like no a, such a, thing. a border are they, collie. Are they made up? No, it's a po- <laughs> <laughs> bordoodle. Something. Have you heard of that? Al? Yeah, I like I imaginary dogs. As well. <laughs> a border collie crossed with a. I prefer imagine imaginary dragons. Say <laughs> uh, again, bordoodle. Bordoodle. Yeah, I think so. Like um, a border collie crossed with a poodle. Is a bordoodle a oh, thing? Eight, twelve, fifteen. So they're black and white, you know, like sheep dogs, but fluffier. Is this right? Well, I never did believe that. Um, Al, are you are you surprised by this? I am, yeah. You I'm don't also... sound surprised. You sound <laughs> bored. I'm, I'm, I'm trying desperately not to do a joke about having a black and white dog being cheaper for a licence. It's a cheaper dog oh, licence. Do you remember? Like... No, that would be good. Have a go. Have I, a don't go. Think... <laughs> I don't think people pay less for a black and white TV licence anymore. It's so yeah. behind the curve. No, there's no such thing. You know, thing. we have to remember some young people might be listening to this. You've got a black and white laptop for iPlayer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's always nice when you're about to try out some material when a, a comic a colleague says go on have a go <laughs> yeah yeah no I'm fine with that anyway that was the bit I was fine with <laughs> well you get on with googling your board doodles <laughs> and I will uh, I mean I'll address both of you but but you know I want Alan's take on this because I interviewed the the comedian Jeff Norcott this week who's charming in fact I'm going to go so far as to say adorable but when I oh, held Jeff. Raymond up on the zooms for him to have a look and I waited for for the customary ah your dog is amazing Uh because I'm quite spoilt having such an extraordinarily handsome and cute dog Mm. it must be what it's like being a supermodel Mm. if someone doesn't say wow (laughs) every time you walk down the stairs it must, it must be a horrible feeling. So I held him up on the Zooms, paused. Do you know what he said? Jeff said, he looks a bit evil. <laughs> evil? Wow. He went evil. Evil. Not a bit naughty, a bit mischievous. A bit, a bit naughty, like a West Ham fan or something. <laughs> bit naughty. He said, Raymond looked evil <laughs> I mean I'm speechless that... Alan I'm going to give a thought <laughs> is this are you both what you're both finding awkward now is that we all know dogs are meant to look like their owners <laughs> <laughs> anyway I said to him he's not evil why do you think he's evil <laughs> he said he's got a weird hairdo and red eyes I said, that's me. I've been in lockdown, love. <laughs> no, but I didn't... I, I just want to know what to make of this. Because I want to know if... Uh, what sort of comments... I mean, how would you feel if someone said your dog looked evil? I think when you when someone introduces you to their dog or their baby, evil is a word you avoid. <laughs> just for courtesy, I think. <laughs> it should be way lower down on the roller decks of yeah. options. <laughs> Salute Radio.
I'm Emily Dean, I'm in for Frank Skinner, I'm with Alan Cochran, I'm with Gareth Richards, and we're talking about whether my dog looks evil. Because <laughs> apparently he is, or he looks that way. Yes, Jeff Norcott said your dog looked evil. Yeah. We've had a couple of um, texts in from the outside world. Um, 441 um, said this, I mean, this is going back to the, to the start of the show. Yes, it is weird to call your dog Frank because you accidentally <laughs> called your dog Frank okay. whilst getting him to perform acts for you. <laughs> that, can, I, try, I, just... tried to, I tried to use a, <laughs> a euphemism to, and I made it sound worse somehow. You yeah. absolutely <laughs> did. Can we just clarify, yeah. for avoidance of all doubt, <laughs> it was a bathroom break, which yeah. I appreciate doesn't make it that much better, no, but, but it makes it yeah, slightly better. better. Um, yes, it's weird to call your dog Frank. Um, when I used to work in a gaming store in the late 90s, my manager nicknamed me Peanut. It stuck. Oh, I can breathe out now. <laughs> I'm so, I actually thought I was going to vomit there, Alan. <laughs> mm-hmm. It stuck for ages until he accidentally called his wife Peanut. He had to stop because she liked it so much and he couldn't tell her it was me he was referring to. Oh. Also, I don't like that he, you've been... Who is that from, sorry? Do we have a, um, some sort of moniker? No, 441. No, that, or, that's or, their name. Or peanut. Okay. Or yeah. peanut. peanut. Oh, yeah, of course it's peanut. 441, I don't like that they've dragged you in to their intimate moments. Yeah. Twisted love triangle. Yes. <laughs> it's like when One someone has... One lips. <laughs> <laughs> when someone has a, a pet name for their partner, I'm sure you both have those names. I won't ask you to share them with us on air. I will. Uh, but I... Don't like it when I hear that. Mm. It, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I only refer to my wife as Mrs. Cochran. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. Do you have a pet name, or would you rather not share that with us, Gareth? I don't have any pets of my wife. <laughs> no, not really. Oh. Um, uh, we've also heard that uh, Gareth is not making up the. Um, the the dog border doodles is that Thank what it was you. you said I said doodles no he said oh, bordoodle uh, which sounded a bit like bordello <laughs> but three two nine has texted good morning we came across a litter of border doodles in the vets this week adorable <laughs> <laughs> yeah we she, want one she... <laughs> we have an Irish doodle uh, how many different types of doodle are there I thought. <laughs> Anyway, that was well, you Celia. Can get anything on... together with a poodle, it turns out they're not picky. So, <laughs> Is that right? Uh, yeah. Fair play to them. <laughs> Celia says she's en route to work testing eyes. Well, it's oh. good that somebody makes a job out of that. I just do that as a hobby. Oh. That, can you imagine doing that as a job? Is that an optometrist? Is it? You yeah, s- I have a friend mm. who's one, actually. Can you imagine the amount of should have gone to Specsavers? You want your eyes tested? I mean, mm. it's hardly worth doing the job for that amount of. Material that would be thrown your way. Also, I'm I'm in charge of the emails today, and we've had an email. Good morning. I won a mug on the breakfast show back in November, <laughs> and I still have not received it. I understand you had a supply problem due to post and COVID, but I was wondering <laughs> if I would still be getting the mug. Keep up the work, love. Absolute eighties. Now, am I supposed to be across this sort of thing while I'm in the <laughs> yeah. studio? Shall I pack these boxes? I'm more yeah. concerned, um, although I should say delighted, that someone has changed their name by deed poll to Absolute 80s <laughs> in order to listen to the show. We'll be looking into that breaking news with the mug right now. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hello, boys. I was just talking, well, I've been talking all morning. I haven't shut up about it about the fact that my dog was referred to as evil, I had a little bit more shade thrown his way. Mm-hmm. Do you fancy hearing mm-hmm. about it? Yes, please. Yeah. You're going to anyway. I, had, I went to the hairdressers for the first time in several months this week and they adhere to all the guidelines. It's OK. Not just plastic visors, the stylists wore. I had to don a white plastic tunic. Mm. I mean, it was very citizens of ancient Rome, mm. the tunic. Mm-hmm. But there was no uh, the hem of the white plastic tunic. I had to punch my hands through it. Right. It was sealed. Like the Hulk. <laughs> 
It's just to put your head through or your hands through. And, yeah, and coincidentally, I had a tiny pair of jean shorts with frayed bottoms uh, <laughs> to push my head and fists through. Mm. I was very much like the Hulk. <laughs> and now I worry about Ray at, at the hairdressers because he does. I wouldn't. He certainly doesn't look evil, but he does look like <laughs> hair sweepings. <laughs> Yes, yeah. And I would be worried about him being gathered up with the rest of the hair sweeping. <laughs> Is he gone? Has he been put in the bag? Where's Ray? Um, I know what you mean, but he doesn't leave my side. OK. He's, uh, the, he's the Toto to my Dorothy. Mm. He's the lassie to my man whose name utterly escapes me. Mm. I will not go anywhere without that dog. I'm the scarecrow. No brain. <laughs> Good for Alan you. Alan's the tin man, definitely. <laughs> no, no heart. No heart. Well, you say <laughs> that. We're talking about having shade thrown away. You know, that's the worst thing someone ever said I look like. What's that? A man on holiday said, you know who you really remind me of? Mm-hmm. I said, who? He said, do you know the tin man <laughs> in The Wizard of Oz? <clears throat> A lot of bronzer on that day, did you? Well, my sister tried to. I think maybe the, my sister tried to make me feel better, and she mm. said he has got really good eyebrows. The Tin Man. Fair play. Mm. You're in a low place when that happens. Anyway, I'm at the hairdressers with Raymond, and my hairdresser, who again is a charming man, he says, "Oh, he's he's so sweet." Ray he said he's lost that puppy look though, hasn't he? Uh-huh. Haven't we all, mate? <laughs> Time is cruel. <laughs> I'm starting to lose that loving feeling towards you as well. So he said he's lost that puppy look. And I tried not to keep my voice uh, arch. <laughs> no, you screamed and screamed, didn't you? <laughs> we know you. <laughs> I said, has he? <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, oh, what do you mean? He said, he's just... He just looks a little older. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. I feel sick. I feel (laughs) physically sick. (laughs) We'll find out what happened in a bit. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're talking this morning about all sorts... But we've been specifically focusing on shade being thrown my dog's way. I should say, at the hairdressers, after my hairdresser said that Ray looked older, Mm. I decided to forgive him. (laughs) That's merciful of you. Well, he had bleach in his hands at the time. (laughs) I'm no fool. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get my highlights, tint and balayage sorted. Yeah. So short term, forgive him, later on, mention it on the radio. <laughs> yeah. that, that could be my autobiography title. Uh, I like that neither of you picked up on balayage and both pretended that you understood what it meant. No, I don't know what a balayage is. It's not a balayage. Oh, I, need to get my, um, I need to get my balayage sorted out, actually. <laughs> Shall I tell you? Hmm? No, I haven't got the time. OK. Uh, Gareth, I would like to come to you because, Al... Are you aware that Gareth got a mention this week on the BAFTAs? I would like to say it would happen again, but I suspect it is probably the first and last time someone with the name Gareth is ever referred to in a BAFTAs speech. How dare you. (laughs) Gareth. Yes. It was extraordinary. Mate, for... for long-term listeners of the show, my good-looking brother, Josh, won a BAFTA. Excuse me. So it's, it was extraordinary. Congratulations. Congratulations. How did you feel? High <laughs> <laughs> five. We're extremely proud. Um, you know, some people have to struggle through life with devastating good looks. And they never know what life is going to throw at them next. <laughs> Turns out awards. <laughs> massive, massive awards. We should say it was for best cinematography, so a proper one as well. That's right. So um, the film Nomadland, um, which is winning, like, doing really well, it was directed by his um, girlfriend, Chloe Zhao, and um, they make movies together. Wow. They make sort of 
drama documentaries where they go into a community and they mix professional actors with um with real people. Mm. And the latest one is that they could um should make one about it's a very exciting radio show. And so the we and what I liked mm. Al, I was watching this as you can imagine, I was somewhat gripped when they said the winner is Joshua James Richards. He he's even got three I hope, I hope Gareth can't hear this. He's even got three names. He's got three better <laughs> names than me. I've got Richards, but yes, Joshua James. And he went on to thank you, though, which I found very touching. Mm. That's nice. Mm. No, it was lovely. And it was inclusive for Gareth yes, everywhere. he kind of said that um, he's learnt that home is something about, as Morrissey quote, home is in your heart or something... Is, is it where it, the heart is? I That's don't know. Well it wasn't that one. Phrase. But something about home. And then he said, um, and my family mentioned my mum and dad, John and Mary, and then Gareth and um, Joel, and then and he said that we are his home. Isn't that oh, lovely? Nice. So hopefully he'll start returning our calls. <laughs> 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 and I, listen, I just want to say... I think you're both handsome. Oh, that, yeah. thank you for and the you... tone in which you said that. <laughs> Do you know what? Many would disagree, but I think you're handsome as well. I, I think you should get a BAFTA as best brother of a cinematographer, Gareth. That's what I thank think. Thank you, Alan. That means a lot. <laughs> and look, some people, it depends what you're into, some people are after BAFTA-winning cinematographers who look like Calvin Klein models. Mm. That's fine. Yeah. OK? Yeah, and some people know they're not going to achieve that and they can settle for someone who looks like me. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Emily Dean. I'm in for Frank Skinner. I'm with Gareth Richards. I'm also with our man in the north, Alan Cockrell Cochran. Gareth, have we heard from any of our loyal or disloyal readers? Yes, the Twitter line is ablaze. <laughs> We've had lots of tweets in. Um, uh, the question, what, what's the worst thing anyone's ever said about your dog? Is the question. Well, we know what mine is. Um, Billy Bob Shorten. Is your dog a pure breed beagle? Yes. Hmm. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> Somebody. Wow. Kind of, um, death eater. Dog death eater. Obsessed with pure blood of dogs. <laughs> um, Kate Quirst. Um, <laughs> someone said to her, um, no, Kirst I don't know what it her name matter. is. Kirst Quirst. Um, it's just a dog. I can't it's properly. Just the dog. And she says, "Yeah, I can't properly describe the facial expression this was said with, but it was pretty much friendship ending. <laughs> it's just a dog." Oh, someone said to her, "It's just yeah, a dog." The worst thing that anyone had ever said about her dog. It's just a dog. Oh dear, yeah, that, that's pretty bad. I don't like that. Well, I've seen one here. What's this one? Josh Jeffrey. I thought sausage dogs were thinner than that. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't fat shame well, a sausage dog. <laughs> you'll never get that with Lucky. Well, actually, I get the opposite of that. When we first got lucky, um, uh, my, my dog is a... No, my dog is a... When we first a, a got whip. lucky, oh, don't I tell that story, Alan. Unintended joke there, by the way. I love that Alan when, uh, has a dog called Lucky because he mm. does get to say regularly, when I first got lucky. Mm. And yes. I get to say, when did you get lucky? Normally when I've Mrs. Cockrell is standing that there. possible joke there. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot that. But when we first had this dog, a Whippet, uh, I was in the field and chatting to another dog owner and they said, they, they sort of leaned in conspiratorially and said, uh, don't let her get fat, will you? They don't suit getting fat whippets. That's what they said. And it is true, they don't suit getting fat whippets, but I used to do stand-up material about how I said it to a bloke with his daughter, but it's only about whippets that you're really meant to say it. But Yes. I mean... It, the, the, context the, is everything. They do seem to be the sort of thin inspiration of the dog world, Indeed. don't they? I think, yeah. I mean, I've seen your dog, and I have to say, she has a, she has a lovely pair of pins. She's lovely. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's still acceptable to say that, but you know, as that as that uh, that woman's passerby said, it's just a dog. 
Can we return to the subject of Gareth's... Oh, you want to talk more about my brother? <laughs> yeah. Goodness sake. Do you remember... Okay, that's fine. Do you remember several years ago, I happened to be in New York when your brother was at... Uh, was he at NYU? Right, yeah. And you said, oh, that'll be nice, you can meet up with him. Mm. <laughs> what yeah. happened, Gareth? Yeah, he stood you up, didn't he? He was meant to meet me, and do you know what Gareth's excuse <laughs> to me was, Alan? Uh, no. Gareth, do you want to say... He's probably he's too good-looking to get up, probably. <laughs> That's the thing when you're too good-looking. You don't have to make an effort for things. And yeah. people like are probably quite angry with you until you turn up and then they look at your face and they go, oh, silly. I've had... I mean, I, I feel I'm soaking up the praise from Joshua James Richards because of my association with you. Mm. I've had s- several people comment. I had someone say... Oh, really? It's his teeth, though. <laughs> he said he came on screen. His teeth are extraordinary. Mm. Why is this guy oh, behind yeah, he's the got, camera? He's got great teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, why is he behind the camera? Because he's um, sickeningly modest. Oh, no. And, and power-crazed. <laughs> 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 he's not just a pretty face. No. That's the... Or, so it all went. Truth. I think I need yeah, more. It's, it's, I need to know more details. What happened in the house? Well, we we linked up via FaceTime with my mum and dad and my um, brother and sister-in-law. The problem is what the mistake that Josh has made family-wise. Hang on, I'm going to have to leave us hanging on that tease okay. because I always love it when we get to a mistake that Josh has made. It mm. turns yeah. out <laughs> Joshua James Richards is capable of a mistake. Find out what that was. In a bit. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We are discussing, I left us on something of a, a teaser prior to that track. Gareth, Joshua James Richards, your BAFTA yes, winning brother, yeah. mm-hmm. he made a mistake. Yes, what I was saying is the mistake was, because we all got together as a family to watch the BAFTAs, the problem is he's been too successful (laughs) to garner the proper praise from his family because my mum doesn't really understand what a BAFTA is. (sighs) You know, it's not in her world. Yeah, it's like my family. Yeah, she's got... (laughs) (laughs) You see... um, (laughs) No, but your mum would have been very... Impressed jealous? with BAFTA. Je- yeah, probably <laughs> jealous and tried to destroy you. But, um, <laughs> but um, no, Josh, um, like, is... And, and it also, by the way, everyone, he's nominated for the Oscars as well. He's best cinematographer for the Oscars and it's best movie and everything. But it's gone over my mum's head. Like, she doesn't... It doesn't mean anything to her. If she had, like, you know... If it done something more local, she'd be more impressed, you know. So I, what I did she say? What. So what was the response? She's just a bit bemused by it. She got dressed up. My mum and dad had got dressed up and looked a bit like... Um, when we got married, there were these two strange people who had come from Ascot and they were, like, weirdly overdressed and they gay-crashed our wedding. When you and when me and Laura got married, really? and they looked very odd and out of place, and that's a bit like what my mum and dad looked like dressed up for the Baftas, and oh. a bit confused and a bit detached from what was going on because they didn't really. And what really about understand. your dad? Did he uh, have any words of wisdom? My dad had some notes for the production of the Baftas. <laughs> Oh, he, he had some tips. Uh, can so. I just say, remind you of anyone we know who can't be with us today? Frank would have had yeah. notes. Yeah. Frank would have definitely had notes. But yeah, how did you feel about the the, the production of the BAFTAs? <laughs> did you have any favourite moments? In, in general, I tell you what I liked. I loved. I particularly liked uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Are you familiar with him? Al? Yes, from Get Out and. Um, yeah, his I, new movie. Well, I know his work, but that, I'm not interested in that. What I'm interested in is his bookcase, mm. which I got to examine quite forensically. Mm. Because obviously they're doing the zooms now. You can yes. check out the gaff. Yeah. What I loved is he had a bookcase. Mm-hmm. Lovely stuff. You're right there, Al. Yes, sorry. Are there problems in the cellar? <laughs> um, Grey stained wood, fire oh. and ball. Mm-hmm. And. He had on the book, on the bookshelf, mm. a pipe collection. Pipes. Excellent. 
he had pipes. I mean, how brilliant is that? I think you would only have a pipe collection. It's the sort of thing I can imagine Frank having, so that if someone says, put that in your pipe and smoke it, you can say, sure, okay. He did say he was chilling. What sort of pipes was it? <laughs> no, they were... Oh, like they were sort, sort of old-fashioned, old-worldy pipes. Elementary, oh, my dear Holmes. Interesting. Is it my dear Watson or my dear Holmes? Um, home, Watson. Okay. Watson. Nice Watson. Uh, he also had a book called As a Man Thinketh. <laughs> yes, oh, I zoomed it? in on it. Yeah. It was right. a slow week for me. How am I? It was a lot called. Of attention to this bookshelf. I paid a lot of attention. I googled it. Mm. It's a med. It's a self-help book. Cause I thought that sounds quite medieval. Mm. And it's a self-help book written in 1903. Wow. What do you think of that, Al? It said. I think it's great. Well, apparently, it was advertised uh, with this strap line. It says the price of the book is only one shilling and it can be carried in the pocket. Like it. Perfect. I'm all out of shillings, sadly, <laughs> and my pockets are full of dog treats, so it's not it's not much use to me. But I liked... Uh, oh, I'll tell you my oh. favourite thing. Was the Korean actor. Oh, yes. Who said... <laughs> Yeah. Is it Yeojong Yuan who said, uh, I'm a Korean actor and this is a very special honour to get this from you because I know British people, you are very snobbish. Yeah, <laughs> they were such a snobbish people, so she was honoured. To be fair, it's lovely. she's kind of nailed us. <laughs> Um, so we've had a tweet from Ian Stewart Dootson, who says, um, I think Divine oh. Miss M's... Hmm? Is that OK? <laughs> yeah. yeah just, I'm doing this like Scottish. It sounds like a Scottish ah, name. I guess mm-hmm. it does. I think Divine Miss M's Frank Raymond toilet time misnomer, this is when um, Raymond was going to the toilet, you accidentally called him Frank by mistake, is both understandable and forgivable. It's a bit like calling your teacher mum, which I think they quite like, actually, I think. Or calling your mum Mrs. Bad Crumble, which I think they did not. <laughs> or if you're uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg, calling your teacher nanny. <laughs> yeah. We've all done it, dear. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Ian. I like you. You're my kind of man. I'd like to go over to our man in the north, mm-hmm. the cockerel. Well, I'd like to bring up a news story that has caught my eye, if I may use some radio lingo there. It's caught the cockerel's <laughs> eye? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever moved house and then... Uh, had to put your own mark on the new home. No, can um, I say not in a Raymond slash Frank way? <laughs> no, uh, I mean like decorating. Mm. Um, we have done this and we've never ever discovered anything ex- uh, Oh, The nearest to that was what? We lost you, caller. Hello, can you come in please, Manchester? <laughs> yeah, can you still hear me? Well, yeah, we just had a bit of interruption, but I quite liked it because it sounded very exciting, like the sort of Eurovision Song Contest 1977. I think it's um, it's unlikely to be a good thing, isn't it? Uh, are we OK now? We're fine, we're fine. Continue yeah. as you were, please, Luxembourg. I was just going to say, I've never found anything particularly exciting in a new home that we've been decorating. The nearest to it was my wife was once um, uh, reaching under a bath that we were about to rip out and do the bathroom up, and she saw a tub, like a mysterious tub, and she pulled the tub thinking it was old face cream or old something or other. Mm. And the tub was full of water with some false teeth in it oh. <laughs> that, that oh. came out and slid towards her in a sort of a cartoonish style. Um, oh. And that's, the, that's literally the best thing we've ever found in a house. But yeah. this news story... <laughs> Hold on to them. You never know when they're going to come in handy. I'm wearing them now, Gareth. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, that's probably See? why I dropped off the line for a minute. I accidentally munched through the cable with them. Do they still um, exist? Do people still wear false teeth? Don't they just? Twelve fifteen. <laughs> I'm sure the answer's yes, yes, but people. It's a good texting. I would genuinely want to know that because I assume everyone just gets dental implants now. <laughs> you oh. assumed wrong, Emily. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to burst um, your bubble. <laughs> But what I really wanted to discuss is the news story that somebody's pulled up an old carpet in their house and found a giant Monopoly board on the floor underneath the carpet. Oh. Amazing. Wow. I wish 
I thought for a minute, I have to be honest, Al, that story was going to end with what I really want to discuss is the fact that someone's pulled up an old carpet in their house. (laughs) (laughs) So they found a Monopoly board underneath. So it's like... I think I saw pictures of this. Is it is it sort of life size essentially? Yeah, it's the size of the I suppose living room floor. Well, not I mean, life size because you know Monopoly is based <laughs> on actual streets. So yeah, it's not the size I mean, of Park sense, Lane and in a, in a sense, we are now on a big Monopoly board in central London. <laughs> yeah, because. You know, that is what it's based on, or the UK. And so they have the squares <laughs> on the floor, don't they? Yeah. And presumably, you can... You move around the game as a literal, physical token, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. So I could be the dog, a, you could be the old boot, boot a, Gareth. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and Alan... I'll be the hat. Top hat, maybe? Uh, I think I, I might be the iron. I, I think they retired the iron. Did they? You know, they call it retirement within Monopoly pieces. Do they? They say we... I don't know if they still have the iron. I, I think the thimble was definitely removed. Oh, that's a thimble of our times. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think we're going to better I... that, frankly, this link. I really don't. <laughs> Talking about the Monopoly board that someone found on their floor. Yeah, it's. Been, I mean, that um, doesn't sound like much of a story. We don't mean an actual Monopoly board. <laughs> yeah. We mean it was painted onto the floor of a house they bought. Yeah. Um, I, you'd think if you were going to rip up a carpet and find a board game on the floor, it would be chess or drafts, just black and white tiles. Oh, Twister in my community, I'm afraid. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my parents' community. Let's put it, leave it there. Oh, I see. What about when I played Twister with the late uh, Richard Whiteley? Wow. Did you? Hmm. He's charming man. He had socks well, you, on. You tell us what about when you played <laughs> Twister with the late Richard Whiteley? Well, I just remember uh, I had. He had he had socks on, and I chose to go bare. And other clothes. Yes. Okay, good. Yes, I chose to go barefoot. Hmm. So uh, it was a different style. I just wasn't sure how I felt about socks I on the Twister board. I think you've got board. an what unfair advantage in that case. Oh, do you? Yeah. Because I have more purchase. I mean, there are no yeah. rules about weather, but I think that was a very canny choice you made there. Thank you. Lovely Did you just play the once, or was he really twice nightly whitely? <laughs> oh, gosh. Just the once. That was his nickname. Okay. okay, okay. So a house with a Monopoly board on the floor. What are the Jenga bricks? Is it built with Jenga bricks? <laughs> okay. Is there um, a donkey in the kitchen to hang all the pots and pans on? <laughs> What's that? Donkey? Buckaroo. Oh, oh I've sorry. never played that. Oh, I see I'm not pushing enough for him. <laughs> <laughs> Buckaroo? What is... Oh, it's a game of skill and strategy. (laughs) But you're right, though. The idea of Mm. them having... You see, that worries me. Operation, I would draw the line at. Yeah, I don't want people performing surgery on me (laughs) in real time. The thing about this Monopoly game... Oh, I think that was my stomach. Is that your stomach? It's mine. Oh, is it yours, Alan? Yeah. Yeah, found it healthy, Alan, I think. I think that's that's a good sign. (laughs) Things are bubbling around there. I'm not a fan of Monopoly. No, I hate Monopoly. Why? I've never had a satisfying game of Monopoly. Like, why is it a fun game? (laughs) And a game that always ends with most people's financial ruin. The slow collapse of your empire, having to mortgage things and, like... Be- borrow like just the slow panic of financial failure. Why do why Can do you we mortgage like that? things? Yeah, you mortgage. Do you know what? And also, people don't play all the. the- Have you ever done an auction in Monopoly? Do you know if no. you don't buy the thing, you are you are supposed to auction it. No one does this. No one auctions in Monopoly. Oh, that's interesting. Gareth, we love you. We we're with you. Hey, we're here for you. Well, also, I know what you mean. It is essentially based on the premise of creating a housing shortage, <laughs> prizing rent out of people yeah. and then sending people to jail. <laughs> yeah, it's capitalism. It's capitalism Which in the is, game. Well, Monopoly. Do you know the Monopoly man has got a name? Did you know this, Sam? No. Do you know what he's called? 
He's called Rich Uncle Pennybags. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, that's what I'm going to call Frank next time. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We're discussing the Monopoly board. <laughs> Aren't we? Yes, a monopoly board was found under the carpet, and someone bought it when someone bought a new house. And the Gar- thing that surprises me about this story is that it's from America because it feels from very America. Yeah. <laughs> Americans. It feels quite um, Britain before we had Channel Four to me. Somebody <laughs> yeah. just sat there going, "It's really boring life, isn't it? Should we paint a monopoly board onto the floor, and then the floor is a useful board game platform?" But America's no. always had so many TV channels that it's sort of... Super- I bet it's a cold place in America. Well, I think they they are quite obsessed by leisure activities, mm. aren't and they? Capitalism. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hey, they have you know you said there, a minute ago... They have ago, different streets of Monopoly there. You know, you, <laughs> yes. uh, you said a minute ago, Gareth, that you thought yes. Monopoly was about capitalism. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact, guys. Huh. Interesting fact coming up. Sorry, it was actually let's invented. just uh, let's do something to trail the interesting fact. <laughs> interesting fact. That, that might be better after. <laughs> it. Interesting fact. Uh, it was actually invented by a woman who wanted to critique capitalism and originally. <laughs> Originally, it had two sets of rules. One that was about, like, trying to raise everybody that was playing the game up in terms of material wealth, and the other one was the ones that we now know as Monopoly. That's so And brilliant. the idea got nicked off her, and, oh. and then wow. they just uh, made it with one set of rules, the capitalist rules, And like. decided to call Mr Monopoly Rich Uncle Pennybags. <laughs> yeah, I like okay. the sound of him. That's so interesting. So that explains why Monopoly does descend into um, just a crushing bore at the end, because it's it's about the meaninglessness of everything. It seems like the things with Monopoly, it seems like such a good idea before you're playing Monopoly. The idea at the start of Monopoly, you feel so full of hope. (laughs) And then throughout the game, it's just such an old... Like, so... Pointless and meaningless, all of it. I like and it that's... when links have an existential gloom. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm here for, guys. It's what I'm here for. I mean, for. that's that's how I feel the rest of the week, but I suppress it for this radio show. But you <laughs> throw it in. I'm loving the existentialism <laughs> yeah. this morning. Existentialism on Absolute Radio. Um, can I tell you, I always had an issue as well with the man in jail. Mm. I mean, specifically the Monopoly man in jail. Yeah. Called, I believe he's called Jake the Jailbird. How do you know everyone's names? <laughs> I'm quite obsessed by Monopoly because he always reminded Jake the me jailbird. of uh, that's. Is he related to Rich Uncle Pennybags? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I always think he. Is lo- that what he used to call Richard Whiteley? Do you remember? <laughs> he was clutching onto the bars. Yes. He was a bit Edvard Monk's The Scream. Yeah. He was quite a disturbing character. Are you? Do you mm, remember Jake the Jailbird, Alan? Yes. You sound you sound that in a slightly defensive way, as if you knew yeah. him personally. Look, I just feel like he deserves a second chance. <laughs> it's true. Is is incarceration really the answer? All Often I can not. all I can say, having seen Jake the Jailbird, <laughs> is I felt he came across as though he was in there for crimes somewhat more serious than not paying rent. <laughs> should, we, should we just leave it there? This is the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Sadly, Frank is not with us today. We miss him and we love him and we look forward to seeing him soon. And Frank will be back, right? There was a listener earlier who was concerned that the creeks had risen. Oh, Don't no, worry about that. no, no. The, the creeks haven't risen, it's the fine. The creeks are all in, in one place. I mean, they've been bubbling near the top <laughs> recently, haven't they? But... Not, not, not yet. Have we had any outside world? We have. We've Actually, had. Uh, oh, so um, go on, Alan. Uh, as an outside world, oh, I should world say I'm with Alan Cochran and um, I was going to say Frank Skinner. Yeah. I'm with Alan Cochran and Gareth Richards. Yes, and, and Alan lo- is in the outside world, isn't he? You're coming down the line from um, I'm, the sunny I'm north. In, uh, I'm in my Manchester cellar. He's the angel it's, of the north. It's been converted. It's not. Um, it's not as rugged as it might sound. 
Um, I'd like to thank Ben Harrington while I get the chance because I recently discussed on this show that my uh, I didn't know how to alter my Zoom backdrop. You know, some oh. very tech-savvy comedians have uh, backdrops when they're doing Zoom shows, so yes. they might have like a brick wall or a... I don't know, a, a New York skyline or something. Mm. And I have Depending nothing. on their ego. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't like the New York skyline. No, but ben, ben Harrington has sent me um, some glittery curtains saying these are all the backdrop you'll ever need. <laughs> or it, like, like physical glittery yeah, curtains. Yeah, physical ones. He obviously <laughs> realises that I'm, I'm so rubbish at tech that he better send me actual 3D. <laughs> he does realise you're not presenting RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> uh, I think not so. Yet. But in a, in a, I'd in love a clerical error, it could happen. I would love to see Alan on RuPaul's Drag Race. Have you ever watched RuPaul's Drag Race, Al? I haven't. No, I've only read you about surprised it. Surprise me. <laughs> I think uh, I think Jeff Goldblum said something that people were upset by. Can you <laughs> so imagine I read about Al saying a next up bag of chips? <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if he did that. I would love it. I would love that. Kevin we... Keegan impression. Indeed. It's lovely, you doing a bit of football. Don't know where that came from. Are you a football fan? No, hate football. What about you up the road from the Cherries? Never. Okay. Hate football. Quite a deep part of my identity. Repelled by sport. Because <laughs> I was never any good at it. <laughs> I would like to see, like, the, you know, the alternative Monopoly version of sport, where there's an alternative version Ow. where we all try and help each other. He's getting upset about Monopoly again. And, and, like, and like, we try and help each team score an equal number of goals. That'd be nice, oh, wouldn't God. it? Oh, God, that sounds rubbish. <laughs> I mean, that's... Well, just give some other people a chance, is all I'm saying. Did we get any more outside world? Oh, yeah. I was going oh. to share this text, 158. Yes, yes we did. Um, as you're talking about going back into a hair salon, my partner works in one, and a woman came in on mm. Tuesday, oh, Tuesday, actually, in labour. Goodness me. <laughs> she said her contractions are six minutes apart. She has plenty of time and has been dying for an appointment for the last few months, so didn't want to lose it. <gasps> Respect. Wow. Ton in Solihull. Do you know, I, I really respect that. that woman. Yeah. I would. I admire that commitment. To you don't want to give birth with bad hair. <laughs> you don't want to give birth without full balayage. I'm still not <laughs> telling you what it is. I'd like you to wonder. I think my wife had a balayage in her birth. Did she? I don't know. Uh, I want to chat to you about a discovery I made this week whilst Googling Tudor punishments. Well, I'll check my diary, see if there's room. OK. But I think we're going to have to go over to an ad or music. Whatever happens in between us. Whatever happens. <laughs> what, whatever these people do. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I had teased you earlier with a Tudor punishment. Always teasing me. With a Tudor punishment. <laughs> I don't know what you think of this. Sometimes I like... I, I'm a bit of a fan of horrible histories, mm. obviously. Uh, and you love Henry VIII, don't you? Well, as you know, I do. Animals in clothes? Obsessed. <laughs> uh, I do love Henry VIII. I do often find myself drawn towards... You know when it comes Damaged up... Damaged men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it comes up... Oh, there's no point denying it now. Come on, love. Uh, I think we all know. I do find that when I go to my Amazon page, if you like this, mm. there's a lot yes. of Tudor stuff <laughs> there. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it was very, if you liked the rack, you yeah. know, because I like my Tudor punishments. I found this out. What do you both think of this? Um, there was... We know about Tudor punishments. We all know about the stocks, the old favourites. Mm. Yeah. As comics, you'll be familiar with yeah, that concept. like dip someone in a... Boiling meaty fluid, the stocks. <laughs> no, that's where you put your head and hands in, isn't it? That's the head. That's yeah. what, yes. That's a sort of gentle <laughs> punishment. Sorry, sorry for saying boiling right? meaty fluid. Yeah, on well, I was pretending you hadn't, yeah. but thanks for reminding us. I also am familiar with the Gossip's Bridal. Are you familiar with that? No. That, that was exclusively for women. It was a large iron cage 
placed over the face of women who spoke, I quote, too freely. Oh, God. So, um... Nowadays, there'd be no one free from it, would there? Hey. Can you imagine Things what I'd get? Out I'd get of s- hand. I'd get sent one after this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think you two yeah, will need to... already be wearing one, love. Well, <laughs> the thing about the gossip's bridle, to stop you speaking, there was a spike that would emerge <laughs> from it. I'm honestly not joking. Into the mouth, mm. if you start speaking, <laughs> to dissuade the lady from gossiping. Some listeners are finding this so hot. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about the gossip bridle? This, just I to mean, be clear, this was all suggested on your Amazon <laughs> suggestions, yeah? No, it wasn't on my Amazon or suggestions. To I your might have done some deep messages. googling afterwards. Uh-huh. But I, the... I don't want to be the voice of feminism, but I'm against the gossip's bridle. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Oh, oh, listen feel? to him. Political crap's <laughs> gone mad over there. <laughs> <laughs> But there was balance hmm. because as well as the gossip's bridle, which was a cage over a, let me remind you, placed over a woman's mouth hmm. who had spoken too freely with a spike that emerged every time she opened hmm. it to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, someone's just walked in with the absolute gossip's bridle for you, Em. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have got one. They've got one in for you. That's what, from the uh, Absolute Tudor station. They're letting me borrow that. Uh, there was also... The drunkard's cloak. Ah. Are you familiar with this, Al? No, it sounds like a Harry Potter thing gone mad. It was a punishment for being seen inebriated in public areas. Mm. You literally had to wear a wooden barrel ah. on your trunk, essentially. Right. Your arms and legs poked through. Oh. And then you were paraded down the street in the wearing the wooden barrel whilst people came and jeered at you. Wow. So, I think... One for the men, one for the women. <laughs> yeah. Although, what if a woman went out and needed created and is having to go around in the drunkard's cloak and the gossip's bridal? <laughs> yeah. You know, there'd be whole hen nights covered in them. Like, a whole hen night all parading around in a barrel and a gossip's bridal. <laughs> I'm actually thinking this is a great idea for a themed party. (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I just say, what's happened? Oh, I'll tell you. Gareth began that link. I wonder what the hysteria in the studio was about. Can I tell you what it was, Al? Please do. Gareth, for some extraordinary reason, which might be Freudian, decided to begin that link by putting his mask on okay there we go i I got confused between my mask and my headphones (laughs) i knew i was supposed to put something on at the start of the link to be on the radio Mm. and i got the wrong thing and put my mask on instead of my headphones i've done the same i'm i'm wearing a hat now (laughs) (laughs) you got the monopoly top hat yeah (laughs) rich what was his name uncle Pennybags. uh Ow, I would like to find out what's been happening with you. Well, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned Amazon just a few moments ago for the online shopping. I've been, um, I've been doing. By the way, I once, uh, I was once very worried about what I had done to my Amazon algorithms when I purchased in one shop a motorcycle cover. The Norman, uh, Norm, was it Norman Tebbit? Not Norman Tebbit. Yeah, Norman Tebbit. Oh, you know he wrote. You, you know he wrote a game cookery book. <laughs> so I, oh, I ordered to cook that. <laughs> Sorry, are we going to gloss over the bit where he said I ordered that? I ordered that. The the Norman Tebbit game cookbook for yourself or as a gift? What, what was for the myself? Oh. And and the, at the time the latest LCD sound system CD. Oh. Pretty weird combination of things. I don't what know what did, it did uh, to my algorithm. What, what did Norman Tebbit, did he have any suggestions for pheasant? Yeah, it was full of stuff like that. Oh. That's exactly what it was. It's quite a niche market. I mean, I am saying this as a woman who's just been reading up on uh, Tudor gossip bridles. Indeed. So, um, what else has been, been happening, Shay? I've, uh, I've been using a popular auction website. Uh, I... I, I 
I'm fairly sure you'll know what I mean. I'm a big fan yeah, of the auction part of it. don't want to be accused of, of, you know. Mm. A lot of people go there and they go straight to the buy it now bit, don't they? But I'm a big fan of the jeopardy of possibly missing <laughs> yeah. out on it and I like the countdown thing. Rush. And, yeah, and I bought... Um, <laughs> is, it, is this where we get our rushes now? This That's depressing. Exactly, yeah. there's nothing else happening, is there? So that's where I'm getting my thrills. I don't know where you guys are getting yours. So, so tell I, me what happens then. I mean, there's a few things that I like about it. One of my favourite things about it is clicking on the um, seller's other items. Have you ever done that on there? Mm. No. Oh, man, it really throws up an odd snapshot of people's lives where you go, oh, this person's selling an Oasis CD and seven wetsuits. <laughs> it's, it, there's something weird about because you're only seeing a little slice of what people used to be into. You know, somebody that's got a computer server and a roller skate for sale. Like, it's just funny. Um, but I... Uh, I bought a book on there on a on an auction, mm. and it's tempting to think that the thing that you're going to buy is something that somebody no longer likes or wants. Mm. But I won this auction for this book. It's a it's a I'm going to admit it. It's a kettlebell training book that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and quite an unusual one. But I thought, oh, this person probably doesn't know that this book is any good. Um, and they're just selling it. it. You know, like sometimes booksellers, they're just selling books. They don't really know what the book is. Mm. Mm. And then when I won the auction, the person said. I like that he said one in a very triumphant, self congratulatory way. When I won the auction. I genuinely punched the air when I won the auction. <laughs> uh, and this person sent me a, a like a, a message saying, "Well done on winning the book. It's really great. His books are really good, and this is one of the best of his books." And I thought, "Oh, this is brilliant. This is real positivity that I need in my life because I don't bring that." But no. I, and I was really tempted to reply saying, "Thanks very much for your positivity. Do you, do you want to be friends?" That would have been um, nice. How did you do that? I didn't know because no. I, I looked at where it was and I think it was like Cambridge or something and I thought it's too far. I'm not I'm I'm not at the right age for pen pal friendship. Wow. So do you have boundaries over do you have geography boundaries with friendship? How far for pen pals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that that would be the one area of life that there wouldn't be a geography boundary. <laughs> But would you say oh well that's nice so you lot but you liked the sensation of the the, the big win. Yeah, and I liked the positivity, and it did make me wonder, like, could I become friends with somebody on eBay? Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, I want to talk to you both, boys, about the JC. Because <laughs> Gemma Collins. Yes. We <laughs> haven't addressed the JC for a while on this show, and I'm a huge fan of hers. I should say she actually wants to hang up the moniker of the GC. Did you realise this? I did not know that. No. Do you know who the GC is, girl? Yes. Okay, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay we're all friends here. Even well, if some of us do live... Someone pretended to be her on the circle. I only really know about the circle. Okay. Yes, Gemma Collins from... It was The Only Way is Essex. That's right, Al, isn't it? Towie. Towie. She said recently of being the GC, she said, being the GC was fun, but it's a bit like with J-Lo. She didn't want to be called J-Lo anymore, and that's like the GC. Did she not? No. Is J-Lo not J-Lo anymore? No. Oh. It's staggeringly similar. Um, but she she likes to stir it up, doesn't she? I think she does it somewhat yeah. intentionally. Yeah. I think that's... Like... She's a provocateur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She said things like, I'm going to be the next Bear Grylls. <laughs> Did she? She said, my book's going to be bigger than the Bible. Sorry, Frank. Did she really? Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> I'm sorry. And now she said she wants to become the next James Bond. Oh, Hang yeah. on a minute. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take she, to She's a lady. Uh, she says she wants to be the next James Bond. Initially... She said it was because she'd love to do a job that's all about keeping secrets. Mm -hmm. And she said she'd like to be an international super spy. Mm, I'm not yeah. sure whether that's the official job description at MI5. <laughs> I think it might be intelligence officer rather than international yeah. super when spy. When did she like 
when did she say she'd like to keep secrets? Is it, is it in her new tell-all autobiography? <laughs> diva forever. Yeah. She does self-describe as a diva, which I'm not sure is what they want in an undercover operative. No. Um, somebody that might pick the diamond watch instead of the hidden camera watch is probably not what you want. And in... she also said, I've got a license to thrill, baby. Mm. I think she's yeah. getting her catchphrases yeah, confused with Kojak. Kill, Gemma. Yeah. <laughs> she's changed the catchphrase. She said that she thinks it would be good if it was a woman. She thinks it would be good because she's plus size. She's Essex. And then she's changing the name. There's a bit in it where she says Gem Bond. I think it's too many changes all at one time. I think they should do them incrementally, one at a time. You say that, Al, but you know what? I suspect she's equally as fussy over the drink orders. OK? Oh, yeah. And also, I'd, uh, I'd reckon her chances in a fight. I think she can handle herself. Yeah. Don't you? It's true, and they wouldn't be expecting it, would they? No. It's, like, it's, a good, it's a good cover. You could put a twist on it <laughs> yeah. with Gemma Collin. You know, I, I, I appreciate this is a, an area that's been covered before, the sort of uh, the idea that James Bond is a terrible person. Mm. Or, but And I know actually Victoria um, Corrin Mitchell did something on Room 101. She pointed out, which I really liked, that James Bond is a bad spy because he has a Union Jack parachute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a very valid point. Appears somewhat partisan. Yes. My objection to him, though, is the puns. Is it? I. That's the deal breaker. They phased out the puns, though, with Daniel Craig, though, didn't they? Well, no, I don't know about that. Daniel it, Craig's got good puns. Has he? <laughs> Pecks, you're saying. All the time of. at the gym. <laughs> puns. Okay. I do not want two tickets to the pun show. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, I just think if you were introducing James Bond, just let's mm. say you were setting him up with someone. Yeah. So honestly, this guy. I mean, how can I describe him? He get he gets into fights a lot, and he uses puns. Mm. Would you he's date that? Killed person? many people <laughs> and slept with more. <laughs> yeah, he's a commitment folk who loves puns and murder. Yes. In the line of duty. And also, he's a terrible conversationalist. He doesn't say anything. He, you say, oh, hi, how are you, James? What's been going on? Nice of you to drop in. <laughs> I think he got the point. <laughs> James, what are you doing? Just, just speak normally. I'm asking you, what do you think and feel? <laughs> do you agree, boys? Yeah, I do. I think, well, the passage of time... We've gone from happy Bond with Roger Moore to sad Bond. So Daniel Craig still does terrible things, but he's not happy about it anymore. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I've had um, a lovely tweet say, um, to the question, what's the worst thing anyone said about your dog? Mm. Um, Louise Devlin said, someone told me Cleo looked like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know what to say. And um, Cleo is a little white dog with very fluffy ears. Oh, yeah, there's something of Kenny Rogers about her. But she's Sounds much more beautiful than Kenny. It's not, that's kind Along of you. With us. <laughs> I, I like that. That could be a nice friendship for you, girl. <laughs> yes, and um, Julie Williams on Twitter has said, ah, the, so we were talking about the GC. Ah, get the GC on the show. She is mint. Do it, do it. Smiley face. <laughs> do you know what she'd like, the GC? If we yeah. I'm not sure the GC would come on. She wouldn't even get a tenner for turning up, I think. Is, uh... <laughs> no, well, I did see her do a show where she had to... And the premise was you had to... If you lost, you had to end up buying dinner for everyone. And as she threw her credit card into the bowl, she said, what is it, a gran? Won't even touch the sides. <laughs> <laughs> and she also wow. does say... Well, I think she was on Celebrity Big Brother when she said, do you know what, if someone offers to make you a cup of tea, that's like giving you a thousand pound. So the, the, there is quite an obsession with the, the 1K with, JC, with the GC. Are you, are you a fan of the GC, as, uh, Al? I, I like her honesty. I, I like the fact that she says, she says whilst pitching to be the next James Bond that she quite likes the films. Yeah. <laughs> not, not even that she loves the films, but just, yeah, I quite like them because I, I, that's how I feel about the James Bond films. I quite like them, but um, I'm not yeah. making a public pitch to be the next Bond. 
but she is. And I, I, I think it's funny that she wants to dramatically change the franchise <laughs> while only quite liking them. Nice of you to drop in, Al. Yeah, I put, I put James Bond films in the same category as Monopoly, like something you feel pressured to do with your family at Christmas, but it's never as right. good as you think it's going to be. Oh, do you think so? It's always disappointing once you're in it. Well, That's I liked it. I mean, I... <laughs> wow. I was a Roger fan. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I was Roger all, Moore. I was always... It's no better. Uh, I was always a Roger Moore fan. Mm, I, I did. He seemed fun. Well, he, this is it. Or natty suits. He seemed bored by the murder. Mm. He seemed... Which is what it is, essentially, isn't it? We're yes. watching a man murdering someone, albeit in a tuxedo. Yeah. And there was a sense of invitation into, like he said, I know this is ridiculous, mm. but let's have some fun with it, shall we? Yes, he was marvellous. Yeah. And you know what? If you're it's going inclusive. to have to spend the evening with a commitment phobe who gets into fights and makes puns, mm. I'd rather it was Roger. Yeah, a fun one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is, I like him. We've had a final bit of Outside World from 873, said Monopoly makers included secret maps, etc., during World War Two, to... Um, POW's um, boxes, it was marked with a full stop next to the symbol of the locomotive to indicate the special contents were within. And that's from Fattany Croydon. Okay. Fascinating bit of information. It was a bit too um, male for me. Was it? War? Too much war? It was a lot of war. Imagine Roger Moore receiving (laughs) a Monopoly game with secret (laughs) secrets um, included. Oh, I might think about that later. It's I enjoy a, that. It's been a pleasure to be with you today, Emily. Do you know I've loved it with you boys? Can I just Thanks say that? I've really enjoyed it. It's been nice, hasn't it? Oh, come I've on. Had some laughs. Al, have you enjoyed it? Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Try again, but not so panicked this time, Alan. Do you know, that's not the first time I've had to prize a yes, I've enjoyed it out of someone, but we're going to leave it there. Alan, it's been a pleasure. Gareth, it's also been an utter delight. Thank you so much for bearing with us. I'm so sorry there was no Frank today, but he will be back with us next week. I'll just leave it to tell you. Love you. Mean it. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.